welcome to Unity Presbyterian Church Online. This week in worship, Pastor Dana takes a look at hope, the hope that comes with the season of Advent and Christmas. Let's listen. Well, today is the second Sunday of our Advent season, and today we lit the candle of hope. So today I wanted us to think a little bit more deeply about the hope of our faith and unpack what that means to us a little bit more. And so as we think about hope, then I wanted us to turn to the book of Jeremiah. Now, Jeremiah is a big, huge, massive book. There are 52 chapters in that book. But this morning, I wanted us to look at just two short verses. And I think what you will find in those two verses is a very densely packed message about hope. It's about the hope of our faith. It's about a hope that exists in this world, a hope that carries us forward when times are tough or when we face difficult situations. It's a type of hope that still allows us to see a good in this world, even when we might be surrounded by tumultuous times. A type of hope that enables us to still seek out the silver lining. So let us turn to Jeremiah chapter 33, verses 14 through 16. It says, The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. In this passage of Jeremiah, Jeremiah was talking to a very defeated group of people. At the time that Jeremiah was writing this, Jerusalem, the capital city, had been completely wiped out and demolished during the Babylonian invasion. The inhabitants of Israel, they had been marched off to live in exile. And so they were a defeated group of people. They had been conquered both physically, but also emotionally and mentally, and most certainly spiritually. They were separated from loved ones and family members as they lived in exile for many, many years. And so while they lived in exile, they lived a very arduous life. Not only had their sense of security been breached, but they had lost everything. They had lost everything that they had spent their lives trying to build up and save. They lived in a foreign land, fearful for their life, not knowing if they would be free again, not knowing if they would ever return back to their homeland, and then also wondering if they were freed, what they would return home to. Their buildings had been destroyed, the temple had been demolished, so surely their land and their homes had been burned down and demolished as well. So the Israelites lived in this place of not knowing if they would live to see the day where they could actually return home, and then fearful of what they would return home to. They lived in this place where they wrestled with theological questions. Theological questions like, where is God in the midst of all this? How could God allow such a devastating event to occur? Is God present with us in exile? And will God ever allow us to return home? And that is about the time that Jeremiah entered the picture. 
Jeremiah enters the picture and he offers this word of hope to them. He entered the picture amidst their very grim situation and spoke a word of hope by offering a new way of thinking, a different perspective, a new vision. Jeremiah entered the scene and offered a fresh new perspective about the new reality ahead. And this wasn't a rose-colored glasses type of new reality, not a blind hope that things would return to normal as if nothing had ever occurred. No, this hope that Jeremiah spoke of, it entailed the reality of their situation. But it also foretold of the renewal and the restoration that they would experience. Jeremiah spoke about the hope and the new life that was about to spring up from the devastation and the rubble of the cities. He spoke about a branch of righteousness that was about to spring forth. As Jeremiah looked ahead, he saw newness arising beyond the ashes of devastation. And so he told the Israelites, and I'm paraphrasing verses 14 and 15 here, he says, the days are coming, the promise will be fulfilled. There will be a righteous branch that springs up for David, a righteous branch that will execute justice. When Jeremiah said this, when he referenced this righteous branch of David, he was referring to the Davidic line. He was referring to the kingship of Israel. He was pointing to how God was fully aware that things had gone amok for Israel due to corrupt kings, due to poor kingmanship throughout the land, but that God was still with them, orchestrating a solution, orchestrating a new start, a new beginning, a new chapter in their arduous living, a new reality where justice would reign, where peace would exist once again, where lives would be restored. Now, it would serve us well to not underestimate how daring of a proclamation this was for Jeremiah to make at that particular time. In the face of such devastation, with all evidence pointing to the contrary, Jeremiah still insisted upon the certainty of God's faithfulness and God's promise to them. Even as Jeremiah wrote this hope-filled message to the Israelites, he himself was in a seemingly hopeless situation. Jeremiah was imprisoned at the time that he was writing this letter or this uh, chapter. So this hope-filled message was not just for the Israelites to ground themselves in. It was a message that spoke about the hope that Jeremiah had rooted himself in during his difficult situation. And really, that is the hope of our entire faith. More specifically, that's the hope of the Advent season. This morning, Michael lit the candle of hope, and he proclaimed the good news about how many, many centuries ago a light entered this world. It was a light in the darkness. It is this light that the hope of our faith rests upon. It's an eternal hope, a hope to carry us forward on the darkest of days, the most dire of situations, a hope that reminds us that new life is always emerging from what might look dark, dead, or lifeless. And that is what this branch of righteousness signified to the people of Israel. 
A similar image is found in the book of Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1, it says, A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The image found in this verse from Isaiah, a shoot coming out of a stump, is an image of hope, an image of unexpected joy. It tells of new life emerging from what might look dead and lifeless. A few years ago, I had preached a sermon on that verse in Isaiah. And after I finished the service, I had a parishioner come up to me afterwards, and she was telling me about her work situation. She was telling me how uh, this particular line of engineering that she was in, she didn't really love. And she was surrounded by just a toxic work culture and poor leadership. And then she started to talk about her daily commute to work. And she said that every time she goes to work, it's a pretty far commute. She has to get on the highway. But one day on the way to work, she noticed that there was a weed growing on the side of the highway, growing right out of the side of the concrete median that divides the lane from oncoming traffic. And she said that every day when she drives to work, she would look to see if that weed was still there. And sure enough, every day it was still there. It was growing taller and just getting bigger and bigger. And she said, this weed has become my sign of hope. This weed symbolizes to me exactly what the shoot from the stump of Jesse signified to the Israelites. She said, it's a sign of hope reminding me that better days are ahead, that God has a better future in store for me, that new life will spring forth and emerge from what might feel like a pretty lifeless situation and a lifeless season right now. And it did. She was actively looking for a job, and she found the perfect engineering job at a better company. She had great leadership and a better work environment. Life was restored and joy resumed. But this story has stuck with me for years and years and years. And I think it has stuck with me for so long because it truly depicts someone looking for hope looking so passionately and vigorously for hope that they found it in a weed growing on the side of the highway. This story has stuck with me for so long that I have started to notice these things that she was talking about. I've started to notice these uh, branches of righteousness emerging, these shoots from the stump of Jesse, and I'll show you what I mean. This is the first image. This is a hydrangea bush outside of my house. I took this picture towards the maybe beginning of the fall. My hydrangea bush is completely dead. In fact, both of my hydrangea bushes are dead. They died very early on in the summer. But you can see that there is a bloom in the bottom right-hand corner that is just full of color. It is full of life. It is the only bloom in those two bushes that are still alive. Here's another image of a flower in my yard. Yeah, so I haven't watered this plant for a long time. It's been dead for a very long time. And I was okay with that. I was at peace with the fact that my butterfly bush was not going to survive the summer. But one day I was walking past it and I started to notice some green leaves. And I thought, no way is this thing springing back to life. And I watched it get bigger and bigger. And it's pushing that dead original bush up. And this green plant is emerging. And I'll show you one more. And this one completely blows my mind. So when I first moved into my house about two years ago, 
there was a big, huge holly tree that was in front of my front door. It was very close to the front door. It was probably 15, 20 feet tall. And to the dismay of our earth care committee, I did have it chopped down. And you can see the stump that is right there. Uh, but this was two years ago. And these holly sprigs are still springing forth. And I bet you I've cut down these holly sprigs five, six, seven times. And they just keep growing back. To me, these are all symbols of what Jeremiah and Isaiah were talking about in these passages. When they said that a branch of righteousness would emerge that a shoot would come from a dead stump. They are all these images of new life emerging from what looks like and very much should be dead. They are all symbols of hope. They're a reminder that God can bring about new life from any situation. It's a reminder of God's faithfulness to us. These passages from Jeremiah and Isaiah, they make me wonder and think do we have these sorts of eyes? Do we have these eyes where we are actively looking for signs of hope around us or ahead? Or do we get lost in the ups and downs of life? Do we get bogged down in the difficulties of our situation where we can't really see any signs of hope around us or ahead? Or do we notice the weed growing out of the concrete median on the highway and let that breathe hope into our lives? Do we notice the one bloom that is on the dead hydrangea bush and allow that to remind us that new life can emerge from something that looks dead? Or do we just pass these things by and not really give them a second thought? These passages from Jeremiah and Isaiah, they make me wonder, do we trust in God's faithfulness to us do we believe and trust that when everything around us looks dead and lifeless, that God is still at work? Do we believe and trust that God will cause new life to spring forth from what seems like or feels like a lifeless situation? These are the questions for us to ponder today and this week as we think a little more deeply about the hope of our faith, as we question and wrestle with and unpack what that hope means to us. In Advent, the church claims and proclaims this message of hope. It's a message that tells us and informs us that an alternate reality grows out of our confidence in God's faithfulness to us. Advent invites us to name the places in this world, in our own personal lives, where there might be a wide gap between what is and what we hope for and what we long for. And then to bridge that gap by grounding ourselves in the hope of this season. To bridge that gap by grounding ourselves in God's promise and his faithfulness to us. The promise of Advent is a strong urge to hold on to the hope of our faith. For it is with that hope and as we firmly ground ourselves in God's promise that we can proclaim a new reality for our own personal lives. A new alternative reality that's not dismissive of the pain and struggle of a current situation. One that doesn't abandon present realities, 
but rather one that is just still hopeful and optimistic that a better future is on the horizon, that tomorrow will be better. For it is with that hope and with that certainty that we are able to proclaim in just the same way that Jeremiah did, that a branch of righteousness will emerge from the ash once more. Amen. If you would like more information about Unity Presbyterian Church, please visit our website at www.unitypres.org or visit us on Facebook. This is the Unity Presbyterian Church Podcast. Have a great week.